Jalen Johnson calls out coaches in regards to the development of Justin Fields. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about some of the biggest takeaways and some of the common overlaps with the Bears' offensive coordinator search so far. All that plus a little bit of mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host, Terry Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And I want to talk about the offensive coordinator search for the Chicago Bears and kind of some of the, the common trends that we're seeing from it, right? And we're seeing a lot of the uh, the, the coordinators so far come from that McVay tree, right? When you look at it, the fact of it, uh, uh, Greg Olson, Liam Cohen, Thomas Brown, all these guys uh, have worked for McVay at some point in time. Uh, uh, Brown, Cohen, and, and Waldron also were all on the same staff together under Sean McVay. And so that really kind of points towards what the Chicago Bears are looking from, for in their coaching tree. And then Clint Kubiak, while you know he's he's worked under Kyle Shanahan, which is very close to that McVay uh, coaching tree as well. So out of the, the the six coordinators that we've interviewed, four of those guys have ties to McVay, and one has tie to Shanahan. Um, and so that that's really kind of pointing at what the Bears are looking for uh, in regards to their next offensive coordinator. All the coordinators so far as well have experienced being coordinators before, and so they're really trying to avoid that same mistake that they made with Luke Getze and not having somebody who had ever called plays before. Now, not all of them have a huge amount of experience calling plays, but there's all those similar overlaps and kind of what the Bears are looking for. Now, the biggest question in that right now is that, is that are the Bears tying themselves to that McVay coaching tree a little bit too much, right? Are they, are they putting too many eggs in that one basket interviewing people with all kind of the same with, with similar backgrounds as far as being under that same coaching tree or should they be looking outside that box to try to gear up now I love the 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 the, the rumor I guess to say or the speculation around that maybe the Bears are using this offensive coordinator search to kind of uh, gauge people who can play who can coach at other positions for the Chicago Bears as well as they have a whole offensive coordinator staff to be to build on now you know, that, that's that's one of those things that, you, that you'll read and you'll say, hey, is that headcanon from somebody? But there may be something to that, especially with all the coaches having a similar coaching tree. And maybe you're looking at how those pieces fit together. I would not be surprised at all if whoever ends up being that head coach for the Chicago, Chicago Bears, I'm sorry, the offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears, may end up being an associate head coach, kind of guiding that ship right along with Matt Eberflus. So that's definitely something to look out for. But I like that the Bears... Um, you know, they clearly picked a play style they would like this team to play. I know some people are taking away from that, what that means for Justin Fields or Caleb Williams or anything like that. And I won't necessarily say or agree completely um, that it means that you can really read too much and what that means for uh, Justin Fields or not. I do think that a lot of the guys here have worked with a very a lot of very different types of quarterbacks. So that can that can, you know, point in that direction as but well. The Bears are clearly tying themselves to that McVay coaching tree in a while and in looking at players who bring the I mean like coaches who bring that similar style and kind of mindset and so that may be really what the Bears are seeing in their in their um in their offense and you know right now I think the experience is the biggest thing right I I, I definitely think the Bears do not want to repeat the same mistakes with Lou Getz and just bring in somebody who does not have any type of experience calling plays and so you know now they have varying degrees of successful calling plays right there's some that you can look in there and say uh you know you know yeah they call plays but 
did they call the best, right? Did they vary those plays enough? There's enough to think with that um, as well in there. But listen, Greg Olson is somebody who's called plays at multiple different areas. Liam Cohen hasn't necessarily called plays, but he was the offensive coordinator again under McVay, which we've already seen multiple years of calling plays as well in college on top of that. And Thomas Brown, the one who was interviewed yesterday, has the least amount of experience, but he was a play caller for Carolina. And, you know, there's some questions on how good that team was. But like I said, some of the I, – I seen you guys comment, and I saw it myself, that, that speculation that maybe the Bears are also looking at some of these guys, maybe for some other positions, if they don't eventually uh, take that offensive coordinator role. And, you know, that could be something uh, that we end up seeing with this. But the Bears are, are going about this, like, again, I've said many times, in the right way. They have a style that they're looking for. They have a, a criteria that they're looking for. And I think that is going to bring a different wrinkle to the Chicago Bears team and hopefully be a much more better and experienced play caller than what Luke Getze was and to bring out different, uh, a better out of this offense overall as we still are looking either way for major changes to come to that offense via uh, all the, on the offensive line, the wide receiver room, maybe even quarterback. So, you know, you want to make sure that you have somebody that you trust, not only the style, the scheme, but also their ability to call plays because you just want to, you don't want to be caught with your pants down again. Now, of course, Greg Roman has the most play calling experience out of any of those with over a decade of calling plays. But again, like I said, not everybody has, uh, you know, you know, there's some pluses and minuses to everybody's game so far and what we've seen from that offensive coordinator search. But I like the way that the Bears are going around it. I like the way the Bears are going around it. Now, one of the we have another open coordinator spot in the defensive coordinator. And that has gone largely, uh, you know, unnoticed so far. We haven't really heard any major rumors or haven't had any candidates interviewed or even uh, a request put out there. And it's it led a lot of Bears fans to ask, is there a possibility of Ron Rivera coming back as the defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears, a job that he's held before playing for the team and, uh, you know, you know, coaching the team before. And so Ron Rivera uh, was you know, he did all right when he was the coach. When he, those first couple of years were really good. The first year was a little shaky there. But Ron Rivera definitely, uh, you know, he he coached this defense really well. And then when you look at it on top of that, um, you know, he has said that he does have some interest in being a defensive coordinator. Again, the guy failed at being a head coach. Well, it was mid at being a head coach, right? And so its strengths as a defensive coordinator are, are, are much stronger than what it was as a head coach. Now you have some questions there. How would it affect the voice of Matt Eberflus, if it will at all, in that locker room? And I think that's that's a chance that at, the Chicago Bears should be willing to take, right? If you do see uh, Ron as being the guy that you want to come in here as your defensive coordinator, again, the experience, that's not a problem with you. know he can bring experience. Uh, yes, he did have one of the best defenses of all time when he was the defensive coordinator here. When you look at at Lance Briggs, Brian Urlacher, Peanut Tillman, they were all here under Rivera. But you, when you look at this Bears team and what we're trying to build here, Ron can be a lot uh, for this team. So when you look at it, he was a player here from 1984 to 1992. He was a defensive quality control coach from 1997 to 1998, and then defensive coordinator from 2004 to 2006. And so could he find himself back in Chicago? I, I would not mind Ron coming back to the Chicago Bears at all. Now, you, you, the scheme fit, things like that, you got those questions around there. But it, it, like I said, his strengths as a defensive coordinator to me um, are, are strong there. And I really like what he's able to bring. Like I said, yeah, we had one of the best defenses all time when it came down to that and him being the, the, the defensive coordinator coordinator coach here. But I, 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 it sounds like one of those things that, 
would turn out and sounds like a fan thing, right? Like, yeah, you guys want Ron to come back, but that's not something that's going to happen in reality. But when you look at it, we had a defense that ranked in the top of the league um, in that time. That first year, like I said, a little bit rocky that first year. 2025, we were the second best defense in the league in total yardage. We won the NFC North that year. Uh, we went 11-15, and and that was a team that was predicated mainly built around the defense. And so while Matt Eberflus is, an, is a really good defensive play caller, I cannot take away from that and what he can do there. But Ron would bring somebody who has that situational awareness that Matt Eberflus may lack, especially as a head coach. I still like my head coach to have his hands in a little bit of everything and bringing in a, a coordinator that you really wouldn't have to worry about the defense. Yes, Matt Eberflus may still play call, uh, call plays, things like that. But I really like the idea of that. Now, you got to ask yourself, would Ron want to come here to a team where the Chicago Bears are currently and with maybe some questions around your head coach, which could bring your job security down if that, that becomes the case. But at the end of the day, I really like Ron and the potential of him coming here. I, I do. Um, I don't know how likely it is. These are probably rumors that are going to continue and persist, and we'll see what ends up coming from that. But I think the Bears can do a lot worse, and it would kind of make sense as well why the Bears have been so quiet in their defensive coordinator search so far if they do plan on, again, Matt Eberfuss, really good defensive coordinator, calling plays, but if they do decide to go a veteran that you don't have to worry about, maybe that's the case and why the Bears have been so quiet thus far in regards to their defensive coordinator search. But let me know what you guys think down below. What do you think about the potential of Ron coming back here as the defensive coordinator? Would you like it? Do you want to see them review um, some, some younger candidates, some different candidates? Let me know what you guys think on all that down below. All right, this next one, though, Jalen Johnson has called out Bears coaches in a, in a lot of way in regards to their handling of Justin Fields, and he said this. really know, feel like they should move on from Justin Fields. Jay Cutler, former Chicago Bear quarterback, says, like I think, keep Justin Fields, trade down, pick up something else that your needs are, right. and build the roster. How do you feel about that situation? I mean, for me being in it, it's tough. It's hard because you you know the talent that's there already. You know kind of the situation. And I think it is tough for I mean, me and him having different coordinators, different coaches, different regimes come in and out. And I think it's hard to truly adjust as a young quarterback being able to do that. But I definitely, for me, can see the talent that he has and practice the throws that he can make, the accuracy. But I think you can definitely tell when he's confident and when he's not confident, when he's settled in a pocket and when he's not. And he just kind of looks... I feel like a lot different. I think just going in and saying, oh, we'll just give it to him. He's not the answer. I don't think that's that's it. I think it's kind of taking the easy way out and making the coaches not take accountability because I think the coaches have a big part in developing the quarterback. And I think that he hasn't had an opportunity to truly be developed yet with now going on his third coordinator in his fourth year. So I think, honestly, just it's about the people around him, I think. And I think it starts with his quarterback coach. It starts with the offensive coordinator teaching and molding and building him into being that court, um, that quarterback. And I think even like Mahomes, I mean, he wasn't just who he was when he first came in. He was behind Alex Smith. He got built. He got molded into being who he is. So I think it's really about that part first. And then I think if you get some dogs around him, some old line that can consistently hold up. I think a good running game, receivers. I mean, we got DJ and we were building some good things, I think, on offense, but we definitely need more, I feel like, as far as playmakers and guys to put him in the best position. And that's what we call, ladies and gentlemen, flat out just stating the goddamn truth and your opinion, right? And we need more of that around here. And so, I, listen, I love what Jalen Johnson said. I know there are going to be a lot of people that agree, disagree with it. We posted it here as a short here on Chicago Bears Central, and some people are like, well, are, are you throwing Justin Fields more bell? 
And I look at it in this way, in the, in this sense, it's not really that does not take away from Justin Fields' own responsibility over his own development. But you'd be remiss to not understand what coaching does. And I think a lot of people in either their their dislike for Justin or in just their legitimate want to just see a quarterback that's going to excel through everything take away from how important coaching is to how you develop a, a player, and especially a quarterback, especially the position that, like I said, whether rightfully or unjustly, gets a lot of the blame for wins or a lot of the praise for wins and a lot of the blame for losing. And so when it comes down to it, coaching absolutely has played a part in where Justin Fields is. And even if you do decide to move on from Justin Fields, you still want a coordinator that and coaching staff that's going to be able to develop that next guy. And so moving on from Luke Getzey was the right decision. Still see some guys in the comments that doubt that. But the question that, that Jalen Johnson asked here, and I think this is one that's going to either trigger some Bears fans or rile them up, is that I, I think he has not had the opportunity to truly be developed yet, now going into his third coordinator in his fourth year. And that's going to be something that you're going to get the responses of, oh, it's, it's making excuses for Justin, or oh, well, this quarterback did this. And, but at the end of the day, like I've said all the time, you every player, not just quarterback, has the environment that they need that they can that they can thrive and that they can develop in. And one could say that if you need such a specific scenario for a for any player to develop just in that scenario, is that the right guy? And I understand those questions, but like I've said before and like many people have said, you you even if the Bears do decide to trade the number 1 pick, draft a player like Marvin Harrison Jr., drive drive any wide receiver at the top of this draft, shore up that offensive line, go out there and get you an edge, whatever you decide to do in this draft. If you decide to build this thing up, right, to, to eliminate those questions around Justin Fields so that you can't blame it on coaching, so that you can't blame it on the offensive line, so that you can't blame it on lack of weapons, and then you're sitting there saying, Justin, we've given you everything that we can for you to thrive in. It just ain't working. It's time to move on. If that's what ends up happening, I don't see anybody who can be mad at that, right? But with as many questions as it still has been on play calling, performance of the offensive line, weapons, and all that type of stuff, as many of those have been, there are going to be a lot of people. And that's why you see the players really standing up for Justin Fields. We did get the quote from Courtney Cronin yesterday in her interview with, with DJ Moore. And, you know, she asked DJ Moore if if the Bears do move on from Justin Fields, would it affect his desire to sign a long-term extension with the Bears? And he said no. He did say that, you know, he does like Justin, but overall, um, he doesn't handle player personnel. So that wouldn't necessarily negate it, but you just got to get things right. And one of the things that you got to get right is the coaching staff. We did not have the right coaching staff here, whether it be the QB coaches, the, the offensive coordinator, the offensive line coach. We did not have it. And that was evident in coaching. But I really do think some of the more casual fans, and not all of them, but some of the more casual fans don't really understand how important coaching is when you're trying to develop players. And, you know, let's see what happens there. Like I said before, Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren could absolutely say, nah, it's time to go out and get our quarterback. It's time to do that. We still, Justin still has some potential, but it's time to go out and get our guy. We're going to ride with the potential of that guy. That's still absolutely a possibility. But there are a lot of people that also think if you add weapons, look at the, the, the chemistry that Justin Fields built with DJ Moore in that one year. Maybe he does that with, 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 uh, with a better wide receiver, with better play calling, with all those type of things. And let's see where he ends up getting, man. And like I said before, I, I, at the end of the day, uh, wherever the Bears decide to do, just get it right. And that's what it comes down to. It's not about tying yourself to one player or not. It's about just getting it right. And this has been a franchise that has got it wrong for so long. Just get it right. 
And whatever you do, if it gets right, if you get it right in results and wins, and this Bears team starts transitioning into that place that we want to see as Bears fans of this team be, then the Bears fans are going to appreciate it. They may they may complain about it at first, but we'll appreciate it when it's all said and done, and we're winning football games. That's what it comes down to. Make the right decisions that's going to win this team football games. And if you do that, listen, anybody who wants to bitch, complain, moan, or anything else, they'll fall in line. But all right, let's get into the next uh, segment of the show. We're actually going to play a couple of voicemails. This first one, this one's from Rory. What up, Hayes, Bobby, speed up. Hey, this is Rory again, man. Sorry for the last uh, voicemail. I was kind of stumbling over my words. But it all comes down to um, to the offensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? That's really, I think, really going to make him break um, if, we, if we decide to stay with Fields which I really think they, they're going to. And also with Matt Eberflew's job, I think this is really going to be a make or break. They have to knock this out the ballpark as far as the uh, OC. You know what I'm saying? Because the OC, he's going to develop, you know, if it's Caitlin Williams, he's going to develop him and help develop him and, you know what I'm saying, set this offense up right. You know what I'm saying? If it's Justin Fields, it's going to unlock Justin. You know what I'm saying? So Justin make that, that leap, you know what I'm saying, that we've been looking for. But we couldn't get it up out of them because of Gessie horrible play calling. So it's all going to depend. And like I said, um, um, this, you know, they retain Eberflus. Like I said, if, if the things don't work out, they not in playoff contention and they don't make it, then what they going to do? End up what? They're not going to get rid of Caleb, Caleb Williams if they roll with him. They're going to look for another offensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, it all depends on the offensive coordinator. Like I said, if, um, if polls, like I said, might be a little in danger because you can d- decide to retain Eva Flues instead of going to get a Jim Harbaugh or something like that. Like I said, if he add, if if, if polls cook and add all the acquisition, all these all this talent, you know what I'm saying, and the team's looking real good, you know what I'm saying. I think that's the only way that he might be able to keep his job. You know what I'm saying? If the OC doesn't work, you know what I'm saying. I mean, he'd be at everything that we need, and we got we got studs everywhere on 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 his team. You know what I'm saying? It's a complete team, and it's, you know, full with nothing but studs. I think that's the only thing that might save his job. That might get rid of the evil flus, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, look for another OC if if the OC's not working. So I think that's the only thing, you know what I'm saying? So you let me know what you think. Chicago up, bear down. The offensive coordinator will make or break what the Bears do with Justin Fields. I I, th- I, I, I can agree with that to a degree. I think that maybe they're, they're hiring offensive coordinators that, or looking at offensive coordinators that can do either, right? Because I, I don't think the Bears have, as much as you're going to see these think pieces and everything like that, I don't think the Bears have made a decision yet. And they have to make a decision on an offensive coordinator maybe before they make a decision on what they're going to do with the number one overall pick and the quarterback situation. And so you want to make sure that you're bringing in guys at that cor- that, that that coordinator spot that, that are going to be able to thrive in no matter what you do. So, I mean, yeah, I do think that you can get a, a coordinator that you bring in and it clearly states what you're going to do, but I think overall, that and looking at the candidates that we've interviewed so far, that they're absolutely leaving the door open and the flexibility to go either direction with their quarterback situation and have a coordinator that's going to be able to get the most out of it regardless, and that's the smart play in my opinion, right? You don't want to lock yourself in one way or another because, hey, today's answer may not be tomorrow's answer, and I mean that as far as seasons, right? The, season, the, the decision they make for the 2024 season they may not double down on that decision for the 2025 season. And you want to have a coordinator in place that is going to be able then, as you pivot maybe the direction of the roster, that's going to be able to stick around and still 
be able to develop and you're still going to be able to trust to get the most out of it. And so uh, I don't envy, as I keep saying, the spot that Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles are in. I don't envy that shit at all. I'm not even going frontal. But let's see what the Bears end up doing, man. Rory, thank you for the voicemail there, brother. Let's get into the next one. This one's from the 319. Yo, what's up, my boy Hayes, C-Dub, Bobby, Steve-O. Hey, uh, I just got some, you know, I was watching YouTube, rolling through, uh, scrolling down my, uh, you know, timeline, and, and I run up on this uh, podcast called The Trenches. You know, it's player's podcast, you know, NFL players. And, um, you know, they talking about uh, Marvin Harrison and, uh, you know, the Bears, Justin. And, you know, some one dude was saying that he think Marvin should go back to school to get that NIL. And two other players were like, nah, hell no, nah, that ain't that ain't what up. need to come on out. And then they was talking about, uh, you know, the Bears. Like, man, he can be over there with DJ and Justin. And if they are smart, they'll, you know, if, you know, they kept acquiring, you know, Trying to you know acquiring that if the Bears smart they make the right move they will draft Marvin and uh you know it, the thing about it what got me is the players it was like man ain't nothing wrong with Justin we think Justin and that dude but the scheme that he was in every player loved to play against that scheme <laughs> I'm just putting that out there you know what I'm saying because I want y'all to go check that out it's called the trenches uh, uh it's a podcast you know a, a few players talking about it you know football and, and you know talking about you know careers of Marvin Harrison Jr. so he go back to school or not alright good luck Chicago up bear down baby players talking about the bear scheme and this is uh the podcast uh that's led by Zaire Franklin uh who used to play in the NFL and Listen, and that's something to be said. We saw it in the second game of the season where the team that we were playing said we knew exactly what they were going to do. We knew because we saw it three times before. We knew exactly where the ball was going to be. That was to start your season. What do you think after teams get get weeks of tape, months of tape on you is the Bears offensive scheme was absolutely God awful trash and utterly disgusting. And I'm glad that more people are being aware of how trash the scheme was. That doesn't mean that you still can't make a decision on your quarterback one way or another. But listen, that Bears offensive scheme was garbage. It was garbage. Bobby, Steve-O, they all called it out. Our offensive scheme left so much to be desired. There are high schools that run a more varied offensive scheme, a more fluid offensive scheme than what the Chicago Bears ran last year. And let's hope that's going to change heading into next year so that we can have an offense that at least goddamn looks like it belongs in the NFL. We weren't running an NFL offense last season. We were running trash. And regardless of why you think that is, understand, that still was that way. The Bears were running trash last season. And let's hope that now the Bears are going to be in a much better place. But great podcast. Actually, this is actually one that I watch off and on. I won't say that I watch every episode, but it's a really good podcast. You guys should check it out. But all right, guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bears Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearcentral.gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, Shy town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. 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 Media.